You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mitchell doing a really nice job on him. Frazier banks home a three. What a break for the Illini. They bank one. Dijanishvili banked one from the other side of the court, and Frazier just balancing it out with another bank. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. On Twitter, at BetQL Daily, let's talk some college hoops. John Gassaway joins us from ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter by his name, at John Gassaway. And John, normally on a Monday morning, we'd be going over Saturday and Sunday what happened with college hoops, but... Uh, let's start with that highlight, the Trent Frazier three coming back after he scored 24 points on Friday night. Uh, what a game that we got on Friday night as the Illini took down the Hawkeyes 80-75. to 75. Uh, Any major takeaways from that contest? John was not a big fan of that game. I, I was more <laughs> excited about that game than John. And I know you were, Ross, talking about the Illini minus two there. I was just about to follow up <laughs> on that same question, John. We left John speechless with the Illinois-Iowa game. It was an awesome basketball game. It really was. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I believe we have John now. Uh, John, are you with us? Yeah, that's much better. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, we can hear each other. That that works for, for audio purposes. Uh, wh- what were your takeaways from the Illinois-Iowa game on uh, Friday night? That was one of the better games the Big Ten has had uh, this season for all the talk of the league being the strongest conference in the nation, which statistically they are. Uh, It's nice to see a good game (laughs) between uh, two top teams uh, in the in the conference uh, coming down to the wire. Uh, Controversial call uh, heroics by. Uh, two guys who will probably be first-team All-American and Luca Garza and Io DeSumo. Uh, that's what we want, and uh, that's what we got uh, on, on Friday night. Uh, it was also unusual because like, it was the only game in town, literally. There was not a lot uh, going on uh, Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, so anybody who was in front of a TV was watching that, and it, it delivered. It was, uh, it was a good basketball game. John, do you think it's fair to say that somebody on Friday that said you should lay two points with Illinois, I think it's fair to say that that person's probably a college basketball expert? Well, you know, Illinois is a a really weird profile. Uh, I guess the first thing I would say is, thank goodness the RPI is dead. I I just coincidentally was looking at this, and if we were still using the RPI and people were still believing it, um, the, uh, the Illini would be like a bubble team <laughs> in the thirties on RPI because they've got five losses. So somebody who knows about college basketball is probably looking at Illinois this season and saying, you know, they've lost their share of close games. Uh, of course they got relatively blown off the court by Baylor, uh, on neutral floor at the very beginning of the season. No, no shame there. 
Um, but uh, just possession in, possession out, uh, this is a, a good team that shoots really well and has uh, two reliable sources of offense in, in Desumu and, and Coburn. Uh, a lot of promising youngsters, uh, Curbelo and, and Grandison, getting his first start on, on Friday night. That was, that was exciting. Um, so, yeah, uh, not a necessarily impressive record overall, but, of course, uh, a Ken Palm uh, star with a bullet. And, you know, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll win the games that they're expected to win. But, you know, they've got a tough one coming up right away here on the road in Indiana. So we'll, we'll see if uh, Illinois can live up to its statistical chops. Well, John, I'm in Illinois, so I heard all about the hype coming into the year, and you know how that fan base goes. When when they're good, I mean, they are 100% a basketball school uh, for decades and decades. We can go back to <laughs> well, they're not a football school. So. <laughs> well, they're certainly not. As soon as I started to say that, I'm like, well, what am I talking about? <laughs> they, they they try so to that's be the average. Only option. They, they they try really hard to be average, but uh, they're just not there most of the time. Uh, but as far as the program overall, with all the hype i heard title contender a whole bunch uh do you think they are meeting expectations with under the first time underwood really has a good team right i mean underwood uh you know not only Stephen f austin but at the one season he had at oklahoma state where they were just phenomenal on offense and, and atrocious on defense he is uh definitely shown he knows his way around an offense. So that was the expectation for the Illinois fan base. Uh, got a break, maybe pandemic-related. Uh, Desumu and Coburn both coming back. If, if you'd said that to a Garden Variety Illinois fan a year ago, they would be shocked. So uh, there was a good for Illinois recruiting class coming in, possibly in part on the assumption that those two guys would be gone. So You've got kind of two coats of talent, again, in, in Illinois terms. This is not uh, Duke or Kentucky. But in Illinois terms, you, you've got uh, kind of two bites at the talent apple that uh, it's been a long time since the Orange and Blue had that. And a coach who knows what he's doing on offense. And, again, they've lost several close games. But, uh, you know, they're, they're near the top of the Big Ten in a year where uh, Michigan is going to have to blow it uh, in order to not win it all. But they're right there the next year and in line for a good seed. So uh, all in all, Illinois fans will take that because uh, who cares about a good seed? Illinois hasn't been to the tournament, period, in uh, in eight years. So uh, it's it's a turn for the better, definitely. John, I, I know I keep hearing everybody say the Big Ten's the best conference, the Big Ten, the Big Ten. But when's the last time a Big Ten team won it all? I mean, it feels like it's been a long time, and it doesn't while. really seem like they're going to have anybody that does this year either. It's been a while, yeah. Uh, if Michigan keeps doing what they're doing, they're going to get uh, one of the most uh, overlooked number one seeds in the history of the NCAA tournament because – Everybody, I think rightly, agrees that uh, Baylor and Gonzaga are just on another planet. So who really cares who gets the other two one seeds? It's a nice uh, honor. But, uh, you know, this is another year, just like the last 20, where, um, you know, it doesn't look like uh, the Big Ten is going to have the hands-down favorite to win it all. Uh, it's no consolation to the Big Ten that they've been in uh, a zillion 
national title games <laughs> over that uh, 20-year stretch. They've lost them all. It's no consolation that the Pac-12 is on an even longer slump since Arizona won it all in 97. You know, the Big Ten is supposed to be better. It was supposed to be better than this. And it's going to be really tough for the league to break that momentum in a year where it just looks like the Bulldogs and the Bears are absolutely running away from everybody. Obviously, you never know. We've been shocked in the NCAA tournament before, but uh, this is what the this is what the lay of the land looks like on the first day of February. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, our guest, John Gasway from ESPN.com. Terrific job covering college basketball. And I want to follow up what you just said about Gonzaga and Baylor there, uh, John. When you go to the tier after those two juggernauts, how how much of a drop-off are we talking? And is there a third team that really stands out? Yeah, there's a drop off because we uh you know, we're we're limited both by the results of uh every other team and by the strangest of seasons. So it would be easy to say, Wow, look at Villanova, they they look like, you know, vintage two thousand sixteen, two thousand eighteen Wildcats and, and they do as far as that goes, uh statistically. But, you know, they've been on uh multiple pauses. They they just they, they haven't played nearly as many games as sufficient to give us, you know, comfort, uh, much less games against somebody of our own size. Speaking of drop-offs, uh, you know, Creighton is all well and good, but it just doesn't look like anybody in the Big East is is capable of, you know, rising to the level where we say, wow, that's a really good win that Villanova had. So they're, they're just going to slide on in uh, again uh, on the Michigan model if they keep doing what they're doing they could very well get Villanova speaking here could very well get a one seed and uh, a mysterious number one seed so just not comfortable saying yeah you know Villanova is that third team because we haven't seen enough of them not comfortable saying Michigan is when they get absolutely blown off the floor at Minnesota um, you know who is the third team the answer might turn out to be there is no third team you know it's just Gonzaga and Baylor, and uh, maybe we'll uh, be fortunate enough to see them in a national title game. Uh, that would be beautiful if they keep playing the way they are. Uh, I certainly accept, uh, expect that Gonzaga will, because I'm not sure uh, anybody in the West Coast can can stop them. But uh, that's the way it looks right now. Is there, there's a clear top two? So, John, I've I've seen the steady climb of Gonzaga and that they've gotten to this point. It, it's unbelievable, by the way. It's absolutely unbelievable that a non-Power 5 blue blood can be – they're a blue blood now. Like, they, they are a blue blood now. But how did this happen at Baylor? I was watching a Baylor game. They've got, like, 10 guys that are all yeah. – like, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's two great stories, and you know the I would even ramp the praise up one notch for Gonzaga not only 
are they a blue blood, but they're the last surviving blue blood in a year where, you know, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, especially Michigan State, uh, and to a lesser extent, Kansas. Uh, no, no great shakes from those guys, but, can, you know, Gonzaga is steady as she goes, better than ever. Baylor the same way. And, you know, if you look, uh, as I was doing last week, uh, uh, you know, how are these guys doing it? Uh, with Baylor especially, I can tell you it's it's not recruiting. Uh, nobody saw, you know, these guys coming necessarily and, and being the, the stars that they, you know, Jared Butler, uh, Davion Mitchell, um, they were they were just kind of uh, so-so in, in terms of high school recruiting rankings. So full credit to Scott Drew for, for building uh, this team, which is what every coach tries for in that they are legitimately outstanding on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, we can, we can point fingers a little bit in Gonzaga and say, well, you know, how good are these guys really on defense? It's hard to tell uh, in the West Coast. No doubts at all about that offense. But with Baylor, they they just absolutely make life miserable for opposing offenses. And then, oh, by the way, they turn around and just shoot the lights out. So the comparison that I used earlier this year was a little bit Villanova 2016. That was another team that was insanely accurate, but played really good defense and and could survive a rock fight. And uh, Baylor is that type of team. Uh, they've they've achieved a, a new level, even for a Baylor program. It's been very good in recent years, but this is by far the the best we've seen yet in Waco. John, are we going to get conference tournaments before the madness? I think we are. I think that there's uh, the equivalent of uh, I don't want to say. Uh, a shotgun wedding, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, the conferences and the NCAA have made it clear. Yes, we're we're going to do this thing. You could well ask, what is the motivation for a team that has safely, you know, played its way in the NCAA tournament? Uh, why would they want to gather with every other team in the conference uh, and be, expose themselves to whatever those teams are carrying right before the NCAA tournament? And the answer to that question is. There's a lot of money writing on the line, and um, there's a, a lot of uh, television to be broadcast. I like watching conference tournaments, too, and uh, there is always the possibility of a Cinderella or, as we say in conference tournament week, a, a bid thief. So there is that out there, and particularly for the mid-major conferences, um, you know, that's how you get to the NCAA tournament. So. Uh, there will be, uh, for the most part, uh, conference tournaments. There, there might be a few exceptions, and let's not forget, you know, the Ivy has said no thank you to the, the season entirely. So we could see some uh, gestures in that direction come conference tournament week. But in terms of the big boys, it seems like this has been a crucial last couple of weeks here, and that talk has subsided. You never say never. And especially with with this pandemic, but uh, right now it looks like yes, the, the the balance of the conference tournaments will be played. Uh, read John's work at ESPN.com. College basketball writer over there. You can follow him on Twitter by his name at John Gasway. Uh, thank you for your time today, John. Look forward to catching up soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me.